Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hi, welcome back to the Honest Authors podcast. How are you doing, Lana? I'm good. And how are you, Haley Bailey? <laughs> oh, she's drinking. Sorry, hold on. Pause. Sorry, I was drinking coffee there. Pardon? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. She's going for it again. She's going for another drink. <laughs> Just to ask her. <laughs> so, how have you been? Have you been writing this week? I have. Has it been a good week? Yeah, not as... Yeah, not as much. I'm productive in the fact that during the week I was managed to get up and do a little bit of writing um, and I, I enforced it and I think it was good that way over the weekend it was a little bit more of a challenge um, just because my little girl was, wasn't well so yeah I, I think overall it was a good writing week how about you? how was your writing week? it wasn't great um, basically it was just today so um, the whole week, I haven't been able to make time because um, like your wee girl, I've been a bit ill as well. But I feel a lot better now. So I did a little bit of writing and editing today and that was it. And I'm a little bit annoyed with myself, but what can you do? I'm like juggling three jobs at the moment. And not feeling well. So I think... You have to give yourself a break somewhere, don't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, I'm just trying to not like tell myself off. <laughs> yeah. Don't punish yourself. Just... Yeah. I think sometimes you have to go, okay, I love this writing. But at the moment, we don't have the deadlines that other people do. I mean, fingers crossed one day exactly. when we're taking on as publishers or self-published authors, we have the... Um, self-imposed deadlines but at the moment we don't and so I think sometimes when something else is a bigger priority getting yourself better or a loved one better I think then that's what you need to focus on really isn't it yeah so make the most of the free time yeah (laughs) before we have agents down our backs exactly fingers crossed (laughs) Um, so this episode, we're going to talk about how we edit. Yes, we're going to be talking yes. all about editing, how we both do it. It's a tricky one. It's a trippy, t- tricky topic, I think. I think it's also Personally, trippy, yeah. Um, <laughs> tricky and trippy. But just putting it down into words, you know, really thinking about it, I am struggling with because I'm still new to it all and I'm trying to find my little... Uh, groove and how I do it so then just trying to say how I do it it's kind of hard um but we'll start with you Hayley do you edit as you go um or do you edit after each chapter few chapters how do you how do you do that with your first draft how do you edit the way I do it is I write the first draft I think the biggest I have found, my personal opinion, the biggest mistake you can do is when you start and writing your first draft, 
is going back through and over editing your first part because then you get fixed in editing and I think sometimes all you need to do in the first draft is just get it out there that's your story that's what you need to tell get it out of your head and then bring it all together through the editing process I speak from experience when I wrote my first draft um, I got about five six chapters from the end and then because I wanted people to read it I started editing the first about third of the book and I got then into a loop of editing and then people reading and then they telling me notes and then I wouldn't I didn't finish the book I have finished the book now but I didn't then when um before I took the break because then I got so stuck into the editing process in the first draft that I kind of lost my way with it I kind of couldn't see the forest for the trees and so I kind of got a bit disillusioned and I needed a break and I didn't give myself that moment to step back from it to look at it to read it when the first draft is a first draft get it out there get it from your head onto the page and then once you've done that step back for a couple of months and then start editing it and bringing the story together and the thing is you're gonna edit your book about five to maybe ten times it depends if you're like um first time writer and this is your first book you're gonna edit more than you maybe fourth or fifth because you've got into the groove and you've learned techniques and everything but i think for your first book you have to think of five to ten edits after your first draft so yeah that's my experience what's yours been lana I am interested in how you decided after, you know, just before the end of you writing your first draft that, oh, I'm going to go and um, start going through it again. I wonder if there was something there that you maybe weren't ready to finish it. I don't know. Or I think it's that something. fear of once it's finished, your, um, your first draft, then it's, you've written a book, then it's finished. And I think it's that... I don't know I think there was just a block to me and I just couldn't write the end I knew the end I knew it inside out I knew exactly what I was going to write however saying that since then I have actually changed the ending but at that moment um, (laughs) I knew what I wanted to write but I just couldn't write it what I had then to what I have now is pretty much a completely different book in a sense so I don't think it was ready for anyone and I think you have to prepare yourself for that and go okay it's going to be a while before people read it I mean apart from um now when I'm writing my second and third book I do throw out a lot of chapters to my editor so and she reads it through and it's not needing as much editing as when I did my first book so I have learned mm. a lot of skills since then. Mm. So I think it's, if you're like a complete and utter novice like me and Lana, your first hey, book... speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> your first book... No, I am, I am. Yeah. <laughs> your first book is you learning the skills. So you're going to need more edits before you feel comfortable putting it out there. And so I think you have to give yourself the time and space and just finish the book. And then go back mm. to it and edit it. 
So, how about you, Lorna? What are you, what are you like when it comes to editing? No, big question, really. Um, so <laughs> I have, I know, isn't it? So I have done both. I have edited as I go along, so by chapter, even by paragraph. I, I would write it and then I go, right, I'll just go over that again and see how it sounded. Um, then I've also gone on the complete opposite side and wrote um, about 65,000 words, just wrote the, f the first draft without going back and looking through any of it, which I'm now going through um, as we speak now. I'm going through through that edit. This is going to be my first... Um, I'm going through that first draft now. I actually think I prefer editing as I go along because now it's so daunting to have this full on um, first draft to go through. And now I'm like about 70,000 words. And yeah, I'm, I'm fi finding that it's very slow. And as you know, I'm quite impatient. So that is, maybe that's why I'm a bit grumpy at the moment. <laughs> um, because uh, you just can't, you can't be quick with this. You know, it's a slow process. You've got to add in descriptions yes. and check your spelling and make sure things flow well, make the sentences flow well. And that's not something you can really rush. So I do see though, since, even though I do prefer editing as I go, maybe doing like a few chapters and then going back through those chapters, I can see that that might hinder your imagination maybe for creative thoughts, um, like for the rest of the novel. But then again, if you're planning it out and you know what you're writing, then perhaps not. I'm still... I still see the pros and cons for both. Um, but with actually editing, so right now, going through my first draft and I'm basically just working on Word on the computer. So just going through that, reading it on the computer screen and yeah, simply going through the sentences, every word, checking checking everything sounds right maybe i've said this character's eyes were blue and now i've said that they're brown things like that which is so nitty gritty i find that i can't do it for too long because it just makes my head spin yeah but so since i'm going through that first draft right now um onward i know the next step which i've done before is print it out and then go through it on paper which that's what I'll do next for the going through the second draft. Yeah. Um, and with that, highlighter pens and <laughs> yes. pencils, not pens, pencils so you can rub out any notes or um, they're quite handy. And um, yeah, print it out and read through so you see it there on, on paper and give you more uh, space to make some notes. Um, but that's that's what my sort of process is at the moment. So do you give yourself an actual break away from the book and then come back to it 
um, between the editing drafts. So do you give yourself like, okay, I'll give myself a month and then come back with it with fresh eyes and then start the yeah. next one? Or do you just do, as soon as you finished, go back into it? No, I take a break. So with this one, I had about a month to two months break before I looked at it, before I looked at this first draft. Yeah. And once I go through this, hopefully I have sent off, this is technically my second novel that I'm going through now. And I have sent off my first novel to our editor friend who's going through it now. Um, so hopefully by the time I've finished editing this one, the second book, she'll come back with changes for the first book. So then I'll have that gap, yeah. that space um, from the second book um, for me to, yeah, just, you need that space. I absolutely agree. Yeah, because it's interesting for me at the moment. I'm currently, hopefully, on the last edit um, of my first book because I got my um, notes back. And the changes from my editor, Fred. So we, um, so I'm going through those at the moment, seeing what changes she made and what notes she thinks I need to add or take away or anything. Um, so I'm currently editing that before then I send it out to submission. Um, and also writing the first draft of the second book. So, yeah, it's finding your headspace for both but it's also finding time for both because when you're um, mm. working and you've got a family mm. and everything and you're looking after a little one it's okay I've got an hour which one do I do do I edit or do I write and it's having that's it what's what's most important exactly I mean the thing is with with the, um I need peace and quiet when it comes to writing so the first mm -hmm. thing in the morning when I get up at like a crazy o'clock to write I write because when I'm editing, I sometimes sneak it into work when I have quiet time. Um, and I edit or I can What edit. did you just say? <laughs> <gasps> and, um, I'm calling your boss. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> I think they all know anyway. Um, <laughs> if I have a lunch time or something like that. And then also, yeah, if I've got a bit of quiet time, she's watching like a film or just she's chilling and colouring then I might do a quick bit of edit if it's on a piece of paper so I think I can edit a bit more on the go but the writing I need mm. peace and quiet for so I think I'm trying to find that juggle but if I don't have time for the edits I'm not prioritising that at the moment and I need to because I'm not she's given it to me like two weeks ago and I <laughs> haven't got too far in it that is a long process like I've not Actually, I have had that experience with a friend of mine. She kind of went through my novel and gave me lots of notes. And it can take a long time. So I can't imagine what this is like with the full book. You're going through the full book? Yeah. Yeah. Well, give yourself a break, love. It's um, <laughs> a full book of edits. <laughs> it is. Um, it but I think it's also a kind of self-imposed deadline that I kind of want to send it off um, late mm -hmm. spring, so in the next couple of months. Um, I want to send it off to agents. So 
Yeah. Now, can you remember the month you said in our first podcast, second podcast, oh. and we we're talking about our goals? Oh, now what you did you say that you're want, the I... month you want to send them off? Did I say April? Did you say April? I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting there. Yeah. Don't mean to put the pressure on you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know, um, hurry up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, what do you hate about editing? Quite a strong set of words yes, there. What do um, I hate? I don't, what do you dislike? What do I dislike? I think when it comes to that, you can sometimes it's hard not to to stop editing. You could rearrange a sentence so many times it's unbelievable. And when do you do, <laughs> when do you stop? Um when does when do you know when it just sounds right and when do you have to kind of let go? I think I think it's yeah, it's picking out the nitty-gritty stuff. I think it's looking at all the tiny checks and the grammar and everything. And that's why it's quite good that We've got our editor friend that she's picking up on that and then she'll go through it one last time before I send it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's going through it so many times. What do you dislike about the editing process? I think I kind of said it um, before. Um, it's, it's a bit tedious um, doing it. <laughs> going through each sentence and just working out the flow and maybe adding some pretty words. And um, as I'd said, I'm about a quarter of the way through, which I think I said last week and the week before. And um, <laughs> So that's how long it's taking me. Um, and yeah, it's just, it just takes so long and I'm impatient and that, that process is a bit hard for me so I have to kind of change my mindset a bit um so yeah it's really the time aspect of it but no writer just writes their book puts all the words down and then just sends it off and the book is published like everyone has to do edits editing yeah yeah so it's necessary it's a must must and you've got to do it so I you just have to get your head down and grit and bear it because this is the process that you know can make your book amazing yeah oh crap so yeah you hit the nail on the head i think you have to have the patience to be a writer because it is a slow process i mm. mean the amount of time it takes you to write a book especially if you're juggling other things to then have the break to then edit i think you're pretty much looking at, it depends how you write though. Some people kind of go in the zone and they write it out in like two months and then they spend the rest of the time editing it. You are going to mm. edit it. And I think the more we write and the more books we do, I think the process of editing might become less because our skill level, yeah. fingers crossed, will improve. So I think fingers crossed, it's yeah. looking at the long game. It's looking at how we're gonna get better as we go along um but yeah but i also think i really like about editing is that oh don't say hold on what do you love about editing is that the next one you were just about to say what you really like about editing what do you love about editing then okay what <laughs> what i love about editing is 
watching the story come together. One of the good things is that when you're writing the first draft and you've got your story out of your head and it's on the page, that's what you initially think it is. And even when you've plotted it to death, that's what you think it is. And then you go through the editing process and you go, actually, no, this needs to be there. I need to do that. I need to work on the hook. I need to um, maybe make the catalyst moment bigger or you start to see it form into a book book that people could read and i think that's the bit mm. that you have to grab onto that like you said it's editing process is will make hopefully your book amazing or good rather than being crap with the first draft maybe <laughs> and so it's that kind of well i think we'll just end the podcast there <laughs> that's a good day uh... <laughs> When you write your first um, draft of your first book, even though you think it's amazing, it probably isn't. (laughs) So that's why you can... It's probably crap, according to (laughs) me. (laughs) Sorry, that's a strong word. But if I read through my first draft now to what I have Mm. my current edit, it is completely different. It makes me cringe. I yeah I feel the same um just rereading the words and improving them each time quite simply it's it's lovely to do because you're just like yeah this is what I had all along sometimes when I look through the first draft and I can feel a bit shocked I'm like oh that actually sounds pretty pretty good I, oh I just came up with that that's me that wrote that ah okay cool um but then other times I'll read a paragraph or and be um I'm so embarrassed and thinking thank god I'm the only one that's going to see this because this <laughs> is gone this is gone but that's fine because it can go through that stage and no one needs to see it so the the process is reassuring but it would be nice to have more people um, it go through more people at for where we are yeah. you know we're not like Stephen King or that we won't have no. many people going through checking all his um little issues and errors so you know we've we've got to get it right yeah I think it's just learning the skills I think it's learning how to write and how to edit and the more you do it the better you become but it yeah just getting more confident with them yeah, as well exactly. not being so scared of not having any words on the paper and just I feel I'm going to write this way I'm just going to do it because I'm a bit more confident now yeah so do you have any beta readers or anyone helping you no apart from um my partner reads bits here and there but not too much um I have our editor friend who goes through it all um and then possibly some others but i'm gonna reach out i'm part of um, a facebook group and i think i'm gonna reach out to some of them and see if they want to become beta readers just like a handful of people before i send out submission and just give them a deadline um like okay um, i need some beta readers i've got two weeks I need it back and everything who's up for it and sometimes beta readers are packed out with their fellow writers or just their busy lives and they can't fit you in but I think you have to choose people that you trust I think especially at the beginning Mm. of this process and so 
because you're putting your book out there you're putting yourself out there and it's making sure that they come back with constructive criticism that they're not going to turn around and go oh no this is this is not for me this is a load of rubbish and it'll crush you before you even send it out so i think it's you need people that will like the type of book that you're you've written like maybe your style and that can come back and go okay I think you need to work on this character or at this point of the book you're a bit lagging on the pace um so I think it's yeah I think it's a hard process the trouble with that though is you need to be you need to be patient as well because yes. uh it's not going to happen soon it's not going to happen anytime soon I've heard with um you know people using groups of beta readers and you you've just got to wait and wait and wait that's one aspect which i don't like the sound of this is interesting though there's some authors never use beta readers though some just kind of put it out there and just put it filter it through a couple of people that they're like close to them and then they just put it out there if you become get an agent um do you go through the beta reader process will they let you do they have it on their staff that they can put it through and do they have Ah. beta readers so is that just for indie authors then really i don't know maybe i have heard other people i hadn't thought of that authors on podcasts who say right i put it through to my agent and then before we send it out to publishers so we've got a couple of beta readers on the staff and everything then we put that through them so yeah it's interesting i mean as novices and one at this side of the production and publishing and everything it's finding out what is actually down the line and everything and but yeah self-published would you then have to have more beta readers before you put it out there but if you become traditional published do they do it for you that is something we're going to find mm. out and we'll let you know as we go along. <laughs> exactly. Very good point. <laughs> Starting off, I think you just have to do what's right for you in that moment. Maybe just have two, three or non-beta readers and just see what's comfortable for you, I think, at the end of the day. And if anyone actually wants to read your book, two. <laughs> You know, like you can ask these these people, they be like, right, no. So that's quite hard to get someone to to spend the time reading your book. Um, you know, what do you give them in return? Some chocolates. Haley's very good at um, knitting, so maybe a blanket. Yeah, I'll, I'll knit you a blanket. I'll from, make from you some cakes and a baker <laughs> as well. Um, this could be the time you need to um, get your beta readers. Yeah, so, if there's anyone know. out there who would like to read our books, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> and likes a good blanket. Yeah, exactly. Or a nice chocolate cake. <laughs> or a Victoria sponge. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's... If you actually reach out to people who are beta readers, though, who are like part of groups or something like that, or they they read it for the love of books. I don't think they do it for anything in return. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a massive trust game, though. I don't have any, um, as you can tell, because I would have said earlier. Um, but I use the editor that you ha- you're using. Yeah. 
And so right now she's got my first novel and going through it. So I'll receive that next month. Um, but before her, I had a friend of mine, absolutely amazing gal, um, Sue. Big shout out to Sue if she's listening. Um, she was the very first person to read my manuscript and gave me feedback, which was gold um, to me because I was still um, very cautious about letting anyone read it and I was terrified because, yeah, as we've said before in other podcasts, you're like bearing your soul, you're putting yourself out there. Um, so she went through my book and then she gave me feedback um, and it was great. She also, she also made my, she printed it out, my book, and made it like a little book itself. It was that was with precious. Like a little cover that was so and, lovely. Um, it was so sweet. And um, but that made me realize because then we went through and she would give me some notes. Um, but seeing it printed out, you can see errors easier. I, yeah. I felt. So that that was great. It's making you look at it as a reader, I suppose. When you like print it yeah. off and everything, and you go through it that way, it's breaking it away from being on the screen to actually holding it, and you look at it in a slightly different way. I think that's why people say to print it off. I definitely recommend that as well. Recommendations. Recommendation time. <laughs> What is your recommendation for the week? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to do it slightly different in more of a, a website I came across that when I was starting mm-hmm. to go back through my book again, with the first book, and editing and kind of putting it out there and writing it, that I came across a website called Jericho Writers, and they have really good articles and tips on editing they actually provide an editing um, service but they have really good um, articles on editing and characters and plotting and submission stuff and query letters which we'll get to down the line but yeah I would recommend Jericho Writers but it's it's finding stuff that works for you as an editor in your process because there's so many contradictional things out there to say editing there's other art websites that just say right you just focus on every single word that you use the adjectives the verbs and everything like that during your editing process but there's some that give you the bigger picture when it comes to editing which joker writer does and it's just like okay look at your structure look at your plotting look at your characters because that's everything to do with editing. Editing is just putting your whole story together, but you have to look at every aspect of your book. Who would you recommend, Lorna? I promise you I'm not going to keep saying YouTube, um, but I am going to say it this week. I've been watching for quite a few months now this channel, um, Abby Emmons. So Abby Emmons channel, E-M-M-O-N-S. She has a book out. Uh, yeah, she has this thing, Writer's Life Wednesdays or something, 
like that or to that effect. Um, where she gets into the nitty gritty of writing. So what her tips are and her video, how to line edit a novel was really useful. And uh, yeah, there's, there's some really good videos I've watched of hers and have taken tips. She just gets really specific about a topic. Um, but the, the video on line editing is an interesting one. So I recommend check it out. Cool. Have you got any tips for anyone? What's your top tip for editing? Oh, now you put me on the spot. Um, okay. My top tip is to give yourself time between the drafts. Step back. And when you first start going through it, look at it as a reader. How is your reader, your audience going to read your book? How are they perceiving your characters? Because the thing is, at the end of the day, you're writing it and you're editing it with the whole story in your head. The backstories, the this, that, the other. You know why you wrote that because of this happened and everything. But unless it's on your page, the reader doesn't know about it. And that's one thing I learned from our editor friend. She's just like this you need to add an extra chapter here because it doesn't make sense why that person will be acting that way and i explained it went, that's good that you know but as a reader i didn't know that so i think when you mm. go through your book and you're editing it look at it with the reader's eyes see how they're picking up are you over describing that sometimes i do and i think a lot of novice some people some people do is that sometimes you can over describe that you've got nice descriptions but sometimes you're describing every tiny little bit and is your pace lagging because of it you don't need to do it so and I think it's looking at the show don't tell and having that balance so yeah have read it from a reader's point of view and edit it from that angle sometimes especially in the last couple of edits when you're fine-tuning the tiny little bits because at the beginning of the editing process you're kind of editing the whole book you're looking at the flow the structure adding chapters but when you come to the final bits of editing you're looking at the tiny nitty-gritty bits so you look at the of description the sentence layout and everything making sure that you don't contradict yourself but so read it from a reader's point of view and also you sometimes you need to kill your darlings so in that sense you have to you might love a line you might love a paragraph but do you need it sometimes it's killing your darlings by killing a character but that's a whole different matter um, <laughs> what would you kill everything just kill yeah. everything that's a whole different podcast <laughs> <laughs> Just select it all and hit delete. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't again. go insane. Oh my God, can you imagine? <gasps> yeah, that's it. Backups. Backups of backups. Always back up your work. <laughs> I don't back up. I'm going to back up now uh, because I said that in case I jinx myself now. Um, so I'm like... I'm not actually like Haley. We're very opposite in the the wordiness. She is 
flowery words, 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 words. She says she flowery puts too many words, words down. <laughs> I don't put enough down. I'm like, okay, just get to the point. What's the point? This is it. Don't need any more words. That's me. That's how I roll. <laughs> um, but that is not good either because you miss out so much. Like maybe descriptions I'm not putting enough in. Um, with tips, as I said, I think printing it out is a good idea. Don't be afraid to get some highlighters. I know a lot of people love stationery, so, you know, I encourage that, um, that fix. Just go for it. But for me, um, you know, it is nice to have lovely, uh, impressive big words and things like that. But sometimes don't be afraid of just having simple, straightforward words too. Um, you know, the reader can get bored if they just see a big, long paragraph of just wordy, wordy, wordis, wordness. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm such a writer. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, don't be afraid of just getting straight to the point as well. Yeah, and just reading the style of book that's your genre. Yes. Because I, I think I understand the kind of genre I'm, I'm writing in and I know the type of audience the type of reader um so they're quite quick like those kind of books they're straight to the point and they're not hugely big as well so that's why uh, your novels are a lot <laughs> more wordy than yeah. mine um it's a bigger which workout. i love we're different we are we are very different it's quite interesting i haven't i haven't read my um type of genre in quite some time I've been reading fantasy oh, really? and non-fiction books and, yeah, re and crime. You, um, crime. Which I never read, but <laughs> I've been reading really different books recently. and um, But I think that's good too. Oh, definitely. Uh, obviously, just to keep your interests up. But, um, yeah, I think I will need to read some type of... Um, a similar style of book soon just to get me back into the swing of it especially if I'm editing I think that might help yeah um so that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start a uh chicky litty um book <laughs> women's fiction women's fiction <laughs> what about you are you reading your style of book at the moment yes yeah um I'm reading you know what? I'm going to have to shout out to this book because I love it at the moment. I am reading Once Upon a River by um, Diane Setterfield. She wrote um, A Thirteenth Tale. And it is amazing because um, the way that she describes and she kind of narrates it, but the way that she writes is beautiful without being too over-descriptive. Um Mm. So I, I'd recommend that book to anyone, quite frankly. I think it's a beautifully written book, but it's something to aspire to. But it also changes you the way in which you see writing. And I think that's what helps, and that's why you need to read as much as possible. I think it's finding time to do all of it, really, isn't it, quite frankly? Um, work, I know, absolutely. <laughs> squeezing it in. But I, I, I read about two pages each night. That's as much as I do. And since you're shouting out... I'll do a shout out to uh, the book I'm reading. It's by Fiona McIntosh and it's called Mirren's Gift. 
So that is like a fantasy book. It does feel like I'm reading Game of Thrones again, which is kind of nice because I did love the books and now, um, they, well, they've kind of gone. I think they're still waiting on that last book. <laughs> Forever. Um, anyway, let's not get too much into it. But I'm really enjoying it. It's not nearly as like grotesque and just horrific like Game of Thrones was. So that's good. It's a lot more milder. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. And her her writing is great. I'm really, really liking it. And I think she lives in Australia too. Oh, cool. Yes. But I think it's just you learn from different techniques, don't you, from other writers. Yeah. Who are, and their style and everything. And I think it's just opening your eyes to different methods and everything. So, yeah, definitely. So... Um, as we bring this episode to an end, you can find us, give us any shout outs, give us any recommendations. You can find us on Twitter and at Honest Author Pod. You can also send us an email at aspiringauthors at outlook.com and you can find us on our own private Twitter and Facebook pages. Mine's HD Coulter. And mine's Lorna Gillis. Just kind of Give us your editing tips. Give us any shout-outs, anything that you love. Yeah, just reach out. So, Alona, do you want to tell our listeners what they can look forward to next week? Yeah, so next week we are going to be talking about outlining characters. So how do you plan a character? Do you follow the personality types process? Or do you write people you know? Then we'll be giving any tips on writing an authentic character. Ooh. So that sounds interesting. It does. So tune in next week on the Aspiring Authors podcast. And yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> characters. How we get inspired by them. How we maybe steal them from fellow people that we know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> tune in next week and you'll find out. <laughs> Toodles. Okay. Bye, love. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow. Thank you.